0: I was brought into the path of brother and sister Mize, and immediately you can't be around them but just a few moments until you can love and appreciate them so very much. Of course, little did I know that there was a long time connection he held from the state of Arkansas, and uh, he and sister Cheryl uh, were at the, part of the Arkansas Mass Choir together, knew each other from there, and. Brother Danny, and of course, he um, so many different crossing paths. Brother Miles looked at me tonight and said, Is that John Reading's boy over there? He was in Jonathan Project with your dad, Jonathan. We're glad you're here tonight. And so the Lord just so neatly weaved our lives into contact, and I contacted him and asked him to come and be with us tonight. We're very excited to have them with us and thankful. They traveled as an evangelist for several years and now pastor in Quincy, Illinois. That is as far as you can go in Illinois before you go to some other state. Over there on the other side. Maybe is that Missouri that is across from you. So way over on the other side of Illinois. So they had church there today and buzzed all the way across the state. Got in here just in time for church tonight. We're glad that they're with us. CLC, would you welcome the Mize family. God bless you, Brother Mize, Sister Mize. You're two wonderful kids. Glad to have you with us in Frankfurt. Well, turn
2: around and give your neighbor a high-five and tell him, I'm glad you got to see me. Amen, amen, amen. It is truly an honor to be with you tonight. And uh, you can be seated if you want to. And uh, you'll, you'll, soon, you'll soon learn, if you can't tell in the first 30 seconds, that I'm not from this far north. Uh. And, uh, but, but by now, Sister Cheryl, that we're here, the rapture can happen. And, uh, y'all got two Southerners in church with you tonight. Amen. Not counting my wife, that's from Tennessee. See, that's, see, we're from the South. She's a Southern Bale, excuse me. And, uh, uh, but I am so thankful to be here. With Aiden and Anna Claire, our wonderful children that God has blessed us with. Amen. And much has already been said about nothing concerning singing. And uh, I'm just going to tell you. Your pastor, I love him, but he may need to repent. And I told him I was going to have to write him a check after, one, that introduction, and then, two, telling y'all that I was this grand vocalist. I don't sing much anymore. I just scream on pitch. (laughs) I mean, 25 years of preaching, I don't sing hardly ever. I just scream and, and try to stay on key kick you in by the way. A flat, dear Lord. And uh but uh, but if y'all want me to sing y'all gonna have to bring the band back hey. let, let, let's uh run it on up there to C. Can you do that? C, the key of C for Christ. That's usually what gear I sing in. And now I don't know if y'all know this one or not. I mean, it's been around a few years. I don't. Am I? I'm not quite as aged as and and wise as Pastor Jordan. But I'm getting close. Because he's still 49 and holding, and I'm on my way. I'm 39 and holding. And uh, I, I don't know if y'all will, will remember. It's just an old song. It just said, Give Me That Old Time Religion. Y'all think y'all can can swing that one in the key of C? Well, yeah, give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion, Lord, it's good enough for me. Well, give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion, Lord, it's good enough for me. Well, it was good for Paul and Silas. It was good for Paul and Silas. It was good for Paul and Silas, Lord. It's good enough for me. So give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion, Lord. It's good enough for me. And it was good for my dear daddy. It was good for my dear daddy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: it's good enough for me well
1: give me that old time religion give me that old
2: time religion give me that old time religion lord it's good enough and we sing like this it will take us all to heaven it's gonna take us all
1: to heaven it will take
2: For me, so give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion, Lord. It's
1: good enough for me. Hey.
2: about you, but I don't want some new progressive doctrine, but I'll take the old-fashioned gospel. I'll take the old-time ways. As for me, give me the old paths. It's still good enough for me. Give me a good old tongue-talking, holy rolling, apostolic service. Give me that old time religion. Somebody go on ahead and just give God some praise right now. If you're thankful for what he's done in your life, if you're thankful to be a part of the church of the living God, why don't you let a praise go out? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Y'all go ahead. To just go ahead and get used to me just for a second okay you're just going to have to deal with it for the next little bit because if some of our freedom in the spirit of God is indicated by our freedom of worship some of us are still a little restricted but if you've been set free like I've been set free I wonder what would happen if heaven and earth and everything under the earth heard the sound of the redeemed of the Lord in this house tonight. I think that from Frankfurt, Indiana, there could be a shout of praise that would shake the very foundation of hell. somebody. I feel there's a shaking going on right now. I'm just going to operate in the Holy Ghost. I might preach, I might not. But we're just going to break some stuff loose right about now. Well, glory, hallelujah. This is what
1: we've come to do. We're going to tear down strongholds, break the chain. Find the devil in Jesus' name. Tonight, we've got a right
2: name, tonight you got a right to
1: shake the foundation, hey, glory, hallelujah, this is what we've come to do, we're gonna tear down strongholds, we're gonna bind the devil, so tonight we got a right to shake the foundation, so Will the Lord say so?
2: Hey! Somebody give the Lord some praise right now. It's starting to feel good in here. I kind of think we might be starting to feel just a touch of what happened on the day of creation. I think the same spirit that was there in the tomb of Lazarus is in this room right now. I think the same Spirit of God that swept through the upper room on the day of Pentecost is here right now. I'm going to help us right here. I don't say that with arrogance. I say it with absolute authority in the Holy Ghost. It is easy for us to emote a response out of you because of the beat of a drum and the strike of a chord because we are emotional beings. You're not emotional? Let me hit your finger with a hammer. Let's see how unemotional you are. You're emotional. Some of us more than others. I'll put myself in the more category. But it is easy for us to base our praise and our worship on an emotional response. But could I tell you that emotion is also the thing that will cause you to sin? Emotion will get you in trouble. Don't think I'm telling the truth. Let's just get mad at somebody. Come in mad at, 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 well, the assistant pastor. Let him preach and you're mad. Mm-hmm. Pastor gets up, the choir gets up, and you're, and you're worshiping, you're shouting. But, but, but that, could that be the same emotion driving the shout as it does the fear or the anger? That's holding us. When you, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to preach here just in a minute. But I'm going to do something just before I preach what I feel in the Holy Ghost right now. I don't want an emotional response. I don't want you to be pumped up. I don't want you to be primed up. I don't want them to, I don't want them to strike another chord because I'm a musician. I'm a bass player. I'm a drummer. I'm a singer. I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> but what about when there's nothing to draw That praise out of me. What about when all hell is breaking loose in my life? What about when it's Monday morning and there's not a praise band uh, standing in your living room uh, striking a chord uh, to get your praise on? Uh, I wonder uh, what would happen uh, if we removed the emotion uh, and started doing things on a spiritual basis. Because praise and worship is a spiritual act. It is not an emotional thing. It is something that I do in the spirit. I wonder if there would be a spiritual response to the moving of the spirit of God in this house right now. I feel the Holy Ghost in this room right now. I texted your pastor earlier today and I told him I said, telling him that we were we were having to navigate the time change. We didn't anticipate that. Sorry. But I told him very specifically and I even I texted Sister Cheryl earlier today and said I feel a direct word in my spirit for this church tonight. We spent those years traveling and evangelizing. It didn't ta- I don't say this with arrogance. It didn't take me long to walk into a church and, feel, and, and, to, and to gauge the temperature and the Spirit. And I'm here to tell somebody tonight, under the unction of the Holy Ghost, I'm, I'm through walking in talent. I'm on walking walk in the unction right now. I'm here to tell somebody tonight, if you will stop trying to fix things in your flesh and start engaging in the things of the Spirit... It will eternally revolutionize your life. Turn with me to the book of John chapter 4 and verse 24. As you're turning there, I want you to take note of this one statement. You will never birth anything in the flesh and it be ordained by the Spirit. You will never birth anything in your flesh on what you can do, on your gift, on your talent, on your skills, uh, on your ability, on your own accord. And it be ordained by the Spirit of God. Matter of fact, I'll even go as far as to tell you this, that when you begin to do things in your flesh, it will always be in stark contrast to what God is wanting to do in the Spirit. Well, we named they named him Ishmael. When you start trying to conceive things in your flesh, matter of fact, I'm just going to step out on a limb right here right about now and tell you you're not standing in a flesh made building. I don't know the whole story, but I'm telling you right now what I feel in the Holy Ghost is to tell this church uh, and to speak into the atmosphere of Frankfort, Indiana, that what's going on at CLC uh, is not a flesh-based thing. Uh, it is not a flesh-fed thing, uh, but it is a spirit-led thing. And my God, I've come with a word in my spirit tonight to tell you. uh, It's been in me and my spirit for some time, almost two years, uh, that God said I'm trying to get my church uh, to a place where they are spirit-led and not flesh-fed. To a place where we are led by the unction of the Holy Ghost. uh, And not a gift, uh, not a talent, uh, and not a treasure that is in this life, uh, but only by the Holy Ghost. John 4.24 tells us that God is a spirit and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit first. Not in song. Let's just settle that for a minute. Judah's good, and Judah is part of the 12 tribes, absolutely. And Judah has his place in the tribe of the children of God. But can I tell you, he said, for they that worship him must worship him in spirit first. We're going to unpack this a little bit tonight. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. But I want you to back up and I want you to read verse 21, 22, and 23 with me. He says, Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour comes when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet in Jerusalem worship the Father. There's going to come a day when there's going to be worshipers But they're not going to be worshiping the Father. I feel a prophetic word in my spirit right now. There's going to come a day. Matter of fact, there was a prophecy that was given at Azusa Street that he said, I fear there will be a day that they will worship a God that they no longer pray to. I rise to this pulpit tonight with a word in my spirit to to say beware in this generation lest you find yourself at a place where you worship something other than the Lord your God. You worship you know not. You don't even know what you worship. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The ones who will be identified with me. The ones who bear the mark of my name. Not just look the part and share a name. In this, I know y'all standing, and it's taking me a long time to read this text, but y'all going to get to sit down, and I'm going to have to stay standing. In the religious culture in which we live, let us be very wise and very weary in our spirits that we do not become consumed with religion when God requires relation. Because religion will produce a shout. But relation will produce salvation. I don't want to just shout. I want to be saved. I don't want to just dance in this life. But I want to stand before Him on that day and shout with the elders and the saints of old. I want to run down the streets of gold with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I want to shout with one named Paul. I want to sing with one named Silas. I want to make it there. But they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Would you lift your hands and pray with me one more time? Father, I love you and I thank you for your word. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt this night, God, that you have sent me to this place with a word in my spirit. And I pray that tonight, uh, that there, that prophetic word uh, would come forth, uh, and that lives would be forever changed, uh, and eternity would be changed uh, because of decisions uh, that were made in time, uh, this hour, this night, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, "Amen." Amen. Turn around, and give your neighbor another high five, and say, "You look better than I do." I'm thankful. I referenced my children, our children a moment ago and even referenced my wife, but I'm glad that she's here. And and without her, I I'm, no, I'm nowhere near the man that I will need to be. She keeps me in line. She keeps me straight. She's the, she's one of the ones that will can look at me and go, "Have you prayed today?" And I don't get offended. And I'm thankful for that, but I'm glad that she's here. She never gets the credit that she deserves for putting up with me. See, because she was sitting over there the whole time. You're up here spilling off all this, just this regurgitating stuff about me that, that you're just up here, that I know Danny just filled your ears full of stuff. And she's sitting over here going, yes, yes, yes. See, now it's payback time. I got the microphone. But I'm thankful that my wife is here, and I'm thankful to have her in my life. I've got a praying wife, and I'm thankful for that. I've got a spirit-led wife, and I'm thankful for that. Well, I'm thankful for it. I don't know all five of you that, yes, yes, yes. In Cherry Point, South Carolina at the entrance of the Marine Corps Air Station, stands a sign. It simply says, pardon our noise. It's the sound of freedom. I want to talk to you tonight about my weapon is a melody. My weapon is a melody. There is a song that the angels can't sing. And it's the song of the redeemed. It is the song that has been sung in this room many times over. It is a song that will continue to be sung even throughout the ages and into eternal uh, salvation that we will sing this song. It is a song of the bloodbolt, the redeemed. It was this sign of, pardon our noise, it's just the sound of freedom. It was this sign. It was prompted because there was a group of citizens one day that, that were tired of the noise. And so they began to write a letter. They penned a letter. They got a, a petition up and they began to drive around town until they got all the signatures that they thought that they needed. They got all of the signatures of all of the neighbors and all of the people around about. And it simply said, we're tired of hearing the racket on that base. We're tired of the sound of helicopters. We're tired of the sound of bombs and and machine gun fire and grenades that are being launched and, and, and explosions that are going on. And we're tired of the sound of helicopters buzzing the top of our trees. And we're tired of the sound of jet engines as they roar through the atmosphere. We are tired of these sounds. And once the petition was submitted and given to the proper authorities, it was only after that, the next week, that this sign that I just showed you was erected on the outskirts of Cherry Point, South Carolina at the Marine Air Corps base. Because they wanted you to understand that while you might not like the sound as you hear it today, but in the day of war when we are no longer in peace, You will be thankful that these men and women have prepared while they didn't have to. And what you've got to understand about this apostolic preacher. Is that when I stand up here before you and I sing a song about give me that old time religion and sing a song about shouting and giving God some praise? I'm not up here without scars and without battles and without wartime, but I'm here tonight to tell you that the sound of my song is the sound of my freedom. It doesn't mean that my life has been perfect. It doesn't mean that I've went without scars. But it does mean that I've got a God that is worthy of praise regardless of where I've been. So pardon my noise. Because it's the sound of freedom. So pardon my praise, because it's the sound of victory. You see what my praise indicates is my praise indicates that he set me free. We used to sing once like like a bird in prison, I dwell. No freedom from my sorrow I fell. But Jesus came and listened to me. All know that one. Glory to God. He set me free. Yes. He set me free. Yes, he set. Oh, see, some of you know it. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound my Jesus to see. For glory to God, He said. That's that's, that's okay. When you hear me sing, when you see me dance, you're not watching somebody without tragedy dance. You're not seeing somebody who's never had to face a battle shout. What you're seeing is you're seeing somebody who says, I'm going to shout in spite of it all. I'm just going to go ahead and be a little transparent with you and I'm going to get back to what I'm going to preach here in a minute. What you're seeing is you're seeing somebody who hadn't had a prayer answered, but I'm still going to sing. Anybody besides me ever prayed a prayer and it didn't get answered? Then why in the world are you still singing? Pardon my singing. Pardon the noise. It's the sound of freedom. It's not the sound of miracles. It's not the sound of wonders. It's the sound of freedom. I've been redeemed. I've been saved. I've been sanctified. And I've been filled with His Spirit. And that's enough to shout about. You're waiting on God to give you a miracle to dance, honey. You ought to dance because He saved your hide. dance and shout because he looked down and he said, Oh, poor sinner, come here, let me bring you out of the miry pit of clay. Let me just reach down there in that pit of sin and pull you out and save you and put your feet on a rock to stay. Let me just reach down there and wash you and cleanse you. Let me deliver you from addiction. Let me you, you, You're still going to have a disease, and you're still going to have troubles, and you're still going to face hell on earth, but I'm going to save you. I have to rise to this pulpit tonight to tell somebody, regardless of what he doesn't do, it's what he's already done that determines he's worthy of praise. See, we were created to worship. I'm going to fix something. For, for I, God had to fix this for me a couple weeks ago. I have lived almost 40 years thinking that I am a human participating in a spiritual experience when I got saved. I am a spiritual being that for the past 39, almost 40 years have been participating in a physical experience. Because when I die, this body is going to go in the dirt. But this spirit is going to return to the one who made me. So I am a spiritual being. I am a spiritual man. And he said, let us make man in our own image. So in his image, he created them both male and female. It was that same God that was a spirit that John wrote about when he said that God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in their first nature first. You've got to learn how to engage your first nature. There's a danger when you run away from your first love, but there's an eternal danger when you begin to stray from your first nature. You were created with a song in your spirit. And the reason things are getting worse isn't because we're getting closer to the end of time. It's because we're getting farther from our first nature. You think that tribulation is coming because we're closer to His coming. I'm here to tell you, it's because we're farther from creation. Because humanity will always birth things that will push you away from God. Because your flesh, your carnal man, Paul said, is enmity. It's an aggressive posture toward God. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm going to help us. I'm going to help me. I may not help you, but I'm going to help me. We were created to worship. That was our first nature. And the Bible says... They worship him, must they that worship him must worship him in spirit in their first nature first. Then in truth. If we don't worship him, the Bible declares that the rocks will. But the difference is, is the rocks, much like the angels, worship because of his command. We worship because of choice. We worship because we choose to. He is a sovereign God, but yet He is a gentle God. He is a God, the God of all creation. Yet He will not force His creation to return praise to Him in us as the free moral agents that we are. But can I tell you that if we return back to our first nature, it is there that it is going to be It is not going to be something that you have to think about. It is not going to be something that you have to ponder. But it is going to be a reaction. It is going to be a reflex. It is going to be a response of your first nature that says, I have come to worship the Lord my God and Him only will I worship. The heartbeat of my message tonight is simply this. Worship is not a fleshly thing. My song, my weapon is my melody. That when I begin to walk through the waters, I won't be overcome. When I go through the rivers... I will not be drowned, because my God will make a way, and so I am not afraid. He's before me. He's behind me. He's always beside me. There's no shadow, no turning where He won't find. I've come to tell somebody today, you've got to understand that this thing that I begin, when I begin to sing, what I'm doing is I'm wielding a sword into the atmosphere. When I begin to worship, I'm taking a sword and I'm slicing the atmosphere of carnality and I'm cutting away the things that. Are carnal, I'm cutting away the things that are not Christ-like. I'm cutting away the things that would separate me from Him. If you look in the Book of Second Chronicles, Chapter Twenty. Verse number one, it says, And it came to pass that this also, that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon, and with them on the other side, beside the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. There was a group that came against the tribe of Judah the folks that dance, the folks that sing, the folks that shout. Notice who it is that's fighting the dancers. It's the doubters. There's always two kinds in every church. The dancers and the doubters. And he said that the dancers came face to face with the children of Ammon and the children of Moab. Now, I don't know if you did your history lessons in Sunday school like I did. But I had a Sunday school teacher who was convinced that if I didn't know who the Ammonites and the Moabites were, that I was going to split the pit. Her name was Sister Shirley Bickerstaff from Monroe, Arkansas. good name right she played that piano like this I mean that, those hands were just bouncing everywhere she had that bun on top of her head the higher the bun the closer to heaven right you know but she told me who they were the children of Ammon anybody know who the children of Ammon are anybody know who their grandpa was they were cousins to the Moabites the Ammonites and the Moabites were cousins Kind of like Danny and the Price family down south. See, one of his cousins is one of my best friends. Let's See, yeah, they were cousins. Their grandpa's name was Lot. Now, you, now am I getting to a familiar name? Lot and Abraham. Okay, let me just let me paint the picture for you. Because after Lot's wife turned into a pillar of salt, which I do not think for one second that Lot was running away from the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he, and he hollered back at his wife and said, Hey, make sure the kids are back there. Some of y'all get that one tonight. Because when she turned back, she turned into a pillar of salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his daughters were afraid that their father's name wouldn't be passed on to another generation. They began to doubt the God that delivered them had the ability to precede them. You've got to understand, and what I feel so strong in the Holy Ghost, uh, is the things that you have been doubting uh, and you've been trying to conceive in your flesh uh, will always be uh, in contrast uh, to what God is trying to do in your future. And so when they got their father drunk, they went in and conceived a child out of incest. I'm here to tell you, you will always conceive things that are incestual, that are despicable, and that are perverted if it is not done through the Spirit. You've got to understand that your first nature is a pure nature. It's your second nature that's a carnal man. And they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit first. But this ain't about your flesh. This is about your faith. Because the tribe of Moab, watch this. The tribe of Moab, the word, the name Amnon, or Ammon, Means flesh. The name Moab means fear. And then there was the tribe or the children of, of what they called the children of Mount Seir, which literally means stormy. Some of you walked in here and you have conceived some things out of fear through your flesh. And it will always cause a storm. When you begin to conceive things in your flesh and you begin to try and fix things on your own, when you begin to try and fix things with your ability, he said it will only produce the things of fear and the things of the flesh. I've come to tell you tonight that that spirit of anxiety that has attached itself to you has got to go when you get your first nature right. I don't, pardon my candor, I don't care how depressed you are, but if you just get in the presence of God, He can decompress you. I've come to tell somebody tonight uh, the spirit of anxiety uh, that covers you every night when you lay down. Uh, I've come to tell you if you'll begin to sing unto God uh, and worship Him uh, in spirit and in truth, uh, without the band, uh, without the choir, without the singers, uh, there is a liberty uh, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and a sound. See, he says, Tomorrow go down, ye go ye down against them. Behold, because the children of Ammon, the children of Moab, and those of Mount Seir are going to come up by the cliff of Ziz. Here's some good names, y'all. I mean, who doesn't want to name their kids Ziz? Yeah. By the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. See, there's some things that you've been fighting in yourself that God said, I never intended for you to have to fight. But your weapon will always be your melody. Your weapon may very well be the song that when you don't know what else to say, And that depression and that anxiety and that spirit begins to cover you and walks into your room in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. And it wakes you up from a dead sleep and causes the hair to stand up on the back of your neck. And you are petrified in your flesh. And that spirit has come to taunt you that all you would have to do is just begin to go, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Because kings and kingdoms will all pass away. Uh, But there's something about that name. I wonder what would happen when oppression and depression and fear and anxiety would come in if you would start doing what you were created to do. If you will do what your first nature is, and that's to worship God in spirit and in truth. Not because the song hit the right note, not because the singer was gifted, not because the music was on point, but because he was on the throne. Your praise and worship should never be predicated on a key and a tempo. Matter of fact, it's not even predicated on your position, it's predicated on Him. On the throne. Still King of glory. Still God Almighty. Still King of all creation. Still the Creator of all things. Still the One which is, which was, and which is to come. The Almighty, the Alpha, the God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. The Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the God of all creation. He's the King of all kings. He's the Lord of all lords. And that's enough to give a shout of praise. He told him, he said, go down tomorrow. Verse 17. I don't know if you want to throw that up there. It's 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17. He said, you don't need to fight in this battle. You shall not need to fight in this battle, but set yourselves and stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. You've been stressing out over something you don't have to be worried about. You've been sweating the small stuff when he created all stuff. You've been worrying about what this is going to happen when they do this and and what's going to happen when they say that. Uh, And when you make this move and when you make... I wish somebody would quit trying to analyze uh, everything that God is trying to do in your life uh, and know and understand uh, that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, uh, to them that are called uh, according to His purpose. It did not say everything was going to work out for your good says, for the good of them that are called according to His purpose. Moving on. He said, you don't have to go down and fight in this. You don't have to be dismayed. Tomorrow go out and... Wait. No, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought he just said not to do anything. Right? He says that. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Good. I like that part. But hang on. Because after don't be dismayed I like that part Tomorrow go out against him What? I thought you said I didn't have to do anything I thought you said I didn't have to say anything I thought you said I could sit on the pew at church And not move my hide That's good preaching He said, you don't have to fight. He didn't say you didn't have to go. Because it's a journey that starts one step at a time. He said, he said, I want you to understand that you don't have to fight, but you still have to go. You can't try to fix this in your flesh. But what I want you to do is I want you to go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. So Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord and began to worry about the battle. Oh, wait. No, it didn't say that. My bad. That's the book of Brandon. I'm so worried about this. Hey, I've worried my hairline back. You still got yours. You're not worrying. <laughs> I've worried the weight away, you know. He said, I want you to go out and worship. They fell before the Lord and they worshiped him. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel. They're surrounded by flesh, by fear, and by storms. And yet here they are. Are you crazy? <laughs> Maybe. Ooh, glory. They're still there. You're going to go home tonight? And I'm just going to tell you the hell that you faced when you walked in here tonight very well may be there when you get home. Because my worship is spiritual, not flesh. And that even though I'm surrounded by flesh and by fear and by storms, I'm still going to worship the almighty God. The Lord told me to tell you, stop trying to fix things in your flesh and just start doing what you were created to do, and that's worship Him. Stop trying to figure out why your kids have run over. I feel the Holy Ghost right here. I know, I know you're, you're looking over here and you're going, Brother Miles, you've got everything. You've got it all right. Everything's good. You know, you're pastoring a great church. Give honor to Calvary Tabernacle. Thank them for letting me be here tonight and didn't have to worry about it. And we had, had a good crowd at church today. Even though the pastor was gone, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. But my life isn't perfect. Matter of fact, I've got a prayer that I've prayed for almost six years now. Every morning. And it still hadn't been answered. Oh, I'm sorry. Did that just kill your faith? That was just kill joy, wouldn't it? See, almost six years ago, the doctors diagnosed me with an autoimmune disease that everybody knows is diabetes. It wreaks havoc on your body. and. Supposedly shortens your lifespan and all these good things that the doctor loves to tell you when they tell you you got something wrong, but it's okay. See, but here's what here's what the Lord brought to me out of this trial. Is that years ago, one doctor says that we were one generation away from diabetes being eradicated from the human race. One generation away from the gene, the genetic marker, that the extra marker that I carry in my body. We were one generation away from it being eradicated from the human race. Because what was happening was there were people that were dying before they were able to have children and pass the marker down. Now granted, that means I wouldn't have been here. <laughs> except for God and His sovereign nature. But anyway. But this, this doctor writes and he says this right here. He said... We were one generation away from having diabetes eradicated from the human race, but then we learned how to treat it. There's some things that God's been trying to eradicate from your life through relationship, but we've learned how to treat it through religion. Because we come in and we church it up, we sing it up, we emotion it up. We shout it up. We dance it up. But when we walk out the door, we've not fixed anything up. But we've messed everything up. But I come tonight to tell you that when God begins to do a work in you, regardless of what you have been able to fix on your own accord, He's saying the things that you've been worrying about, I'm going to take care of. The things that you've been stressed about, I'm going to fix. But I ain't going to fix it because you sang the right song. I'm going to move. I'm going to try to close. Let's watch this. They went out. They began to praise the Lord. They began to sing. And verse 21 says this. And when he had consulted with the people. He appointed singers. Praise team. y'all, come on. We're going to have a little reenactment of what happened on that hillside one day. He appointed singers. And he told them, verse 21 it is. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that should praise the beauty of holiness. And the singers went out in front of the soldiers. He said, you've been trying to wield a sword in your flesh. When I've been trying to get you to sing a song, and when you, because when you begin to sing and begin to worship, not just on an emotion, but from your innermost being and from your first nature, watch this. When you begin to watch and you begin to do things and you begin to engage in the things of the Spirit first, he said, I will then come in and fix the things in the flesh that you've been trying to do. Watch, 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 right here, right here. I've got proof, I've got proof. I'm not just telling you, I'm not just blowing smoke. They went out before the army and to say praise the Lord for His mercy endures forever. And when they begin to sing, what y'all got up your sleeve back here. What are y'all going to sing? Y'all got figure it figured out? But when they begin to sing, they probably won't sing this one. What do you sing? Can't stop praising his name. Well, that's perfect. They went out there. Because every knee shall bow, every tongue confess right here. Can't stop praising his name. Can't stop praising his name. That, well, that, can't stop praising the name of Jesus Christ. They begin to hear people cry oh. They begin to hear swords begin to clang and clash They begin to hear men scream They begin to hear soldiers as they begin to cry out In travail and pain Because the children of Ammon And the children of Moab And the tribe of Mount Seir begin to turn on one another. You may tell you how to get fear to die when fear and flesh start fighting each other. And the way that fear and flesh start fighting each other is when you start engaging in the things of the Spirit and disregarding the things of the flesh. And when they begin to participate in the things of the flesh. I've come to tell somebody tonight that if you'll begin to participate in the things of the Spirit, if you'll begin to engage the things of the Spirit, He said, I will begin to fix the things in your flesh. He's come to give somebody peace of mind. He's come to give somebody deliverance in this room. But somewhere you've got to push beyond the fear. You've got to go beyond your flesh. You've got to go beyond what you can see. You've got to go beyond what you can know. And you've got to begin to engage in the things of the spirit. And when they begin to sing And to praise the Lord When they begin to sing And to praise The Lord Set ambushment Among the children of Ammon And Moab And Mount Seir Which were come against Judah And they Were smitten Not because of a sword but because of a song that the angels can't sing because of a song of the blood vault it's a song that the angels can't sing it's a song that the earth can't sing it's a song that the rocks can't sing and that every knee should bow and that every tongue should confess that he is Lord. Oh, somebody, begin to engage in the things of the Spirit can't right. Praise his name,
1: I just can't stop. Praise his, his name, I just can't stop. Praise his name, Jesus. Can't stop. Praise his name, I just can't stop. Praise his name, I just can Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess. Jesus Christ is Lord forever. I know you've been battling some things, but sing. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. Jesus Christ is Lord forever. Say Jesus
2: I know I may be getting ready to mess with some of your pride right now I may mess with some of your safety zones and I don't mean to impose anything on anybody I just feel like in the Holy Ghost that I didn't just walk in here on a whim but that I've walked in here And I I know I have. I've hit the devil right between the eyes. But some of you... And I am not against medication. Okay? I carry a pump in my pocket that has insulin. I'm not against modern science, okay? But I'm here to tell you that the pump has yet to stop my praise. And the pump has never stopped my prayer. Because one of these days, I'm going to walk into my endocrinologist office and I'm going to hand him a pump and I'm going to tell him I don't need it anymore. But I'm here to tell somebody right now the pills that you've been taking can never replace the praise of your song. But the praise of the blood-bought of the redeemed can cause the pills
1: You've been battling that spirit. I wonder what would happen if you would lift your voice and begin to shout unto God with a voice Close your hands a tr- like a joyful noise. Blow the trumpet We are praising for the victory. The weapons we use are our hearts and guns. but Worship is the the battle is won. Clap your voice and sing for joy. Clap, Clap your, your hands, hands and noise. Roll, Roll the trumpet and and praise praise for the, victory. Oh, yeah, oh, the, the Jews Jews. are and the worship, worship is the way is trumpet and shout, praise Praise him for the victory, the weapons we use on our bombs and guns, worship is the way that the battle is won, this is the way that we fight, praise him for the victory, lift up your voice, sing for joy, clap your hands, make a joyful noise, blow the trumpet and shout. This is the way that the battle is won. This is the way that we fight. I'm praise it's 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 all it's the Lord for the victory. Praise His name. I, I gotta, I gotta praise. Praise.